going on, people? This is Strange Talk with Doc. We're going to do something a little bit different today, just a little different. We're going to deal with some movies, movies you may never have seen. But I feel that you need to see these movies. Don't ask me why. I'm just saying you need to see these movies. You'll enjoy them. Some of them are going to be subtitles. Some of them are going to be horror. Some of them are going to be thrillers, westerns, comedies, all the genres. But what we're not going to deal with is the godfathers of the world, the movies that everybody and their mother know that you should have seen. These might be movies that have been overlooked, but I think that they should be checked out. So let's start off with number one, and these are in no particular order. So it's not in order of importance. It's just how I call them off. I'm going to give a quick synopsis, and we're going to move on. I want to make this enjoyable. I want to make it quick, but I also want to make it where you can get some knowledge out of this if you can. The first movie is called A Serbian Film. The best version to get of this is the uncut version. I don't recommend you really watch this movie. Uh, it's going to uh, be disturbing in some manners, very disturbing. Uh, so if you don't want to see it late at night, don't watch it late at night. Uh, it comes with a lot of horror behind it, a lot of urban legend. But here's the synopsis. Milos is a retired porn star. He leads a normal family life now, but he's having a hard time making men ends meet. And he gets presented with an opportunity of a lifetime to financially support his family for the rest of their lives. But he has to partake. He has to be in this one last film, which they are not giving him any information about. And that's the basis of the Serbian film. I can't give away anything or will blow the story, but there are some horrific things that happen in this movie. Another movie I think you should see, and this is a subtitled French movie, is called Lon Hain. This is from 1995. Matter of fact, the Serbian film is from 2010. Lon Hain came out in 1995. It's about three young friends, Vince, Herbert, and Saeed. They're wandering around Paris. They're, one of their friends has been injured. They had a confrontation with the police and everything that goes on. These are not rich young Frenchmen. These are urban Frenchmen, and this is their story. 2019, we came out with a movie called Blue Story. It's a UK film. It's about these two young guys named Timmy and Marco. They're from opposing gangs in Peckham, England. I guess it's England, Peckham, England. And you go through their lives. This dude, rap man, said that he took some of his personal experiences from his childhood and added it to this movie. Because I believe it started out as a song and it developed into a film. But it's a very good film, Blue Story. Another movie from England is called Bronson. Bronson is the story of a guy who was sentenced to seven years in prison for robbing a post office, but ended up spending over 30 years in solitary confinement. What he did was he let his alter ego, Charles Bronson, take over from him. This movie came out in 2008. I think this is Tom Hardy playing the lead. It's a very interesting film. Uh, I think you should watch it. 
Bully, a movie that came out in 20, 2001. It's about a group of teenagers who conspired to murder an aggressive, demeaning, mutual, quote-unquote, friend. Bully, coward, victim. The story of Roy Cohn pretty much is self-explanatory. How Roy Cohn made himself into a bully, he became a coward, and then he act like he was a victim. This is a documentary, well done, well put together. I recommend this highly. Cadence came out in 1990. It's a story about a young white soldier who was thrown in a stockades that was made up of entirely black inmates. And you have to follow him through, making it through his punishment, his rebellious behavior, his fate versus their fate. It's a very good movie. I think you would like it. The City of God is a gangster film set in Brazil's favelas about some young guys. We see them grow from little kids to grown adults, and one of them starts seeing the world in a different set of eyes. He starts seeing what can be instead of what is, and the conflict that happens between him and his lifelong first day best friend. Crank, which came out in 2006, it's about a hitman wanting to go straight, and he lets a target, his latest target, slip away. And he wakes up the next morning and receives a phone call, finding out that he has been poisoned, and he only has an hour to live unless he can find an antidote. So there's a good story there. Dogma is about the battle between good and evil. It's set in New Jersey. You know the players, Chris Rock, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and a couple of other young celebrities at the time. And it deals with what's going on with religion and mankind and dogma. And these are angels who have fallen from heaven who come to earth to take over and start the end of days. Freeway, a film that came out in 1996, one of Reese Witherspoon's first films. It's about a girl who actually is in trouble. She gets into this thing with the notorious I-5 killer who happens to be named Bob Wolverton. She's on her way to grandma's house, so I guess you could already feel what I'm getting at. This is like a retelling of the Little Red Riding Hood story, but set in modern time. Wolfington is a serial killer. She's got to make it to grandma's house. Uh, there's a girl in jail, Vanessa. I mean, this is a great story. Uh, I think this was well done then. In 96, it's well done today. Gamora. This was a film made in 2008. It's also subtitled. It's about five lives touched by organized crime over in Italy. It's a very good story. I think that you will like it. Henry, portrait of a serial killer. Henry loves to kill, and he loves to kill in different ways. He shares an apartment with a dude named Otis. Otis' sister comes to stay with them. And now we have Henry, the guy next door, and Henry, the serial killer. Plus, Otis is now in the mix. So it's a very good movie. It's a crazy movie. 
but I think you would enjoy it. And then there's Totsi. This is a South African multi-award winning film about a young street boy from the ghetto named Totsi, which in South African language actually means gangster. So they named him before they even knew what he was going to be. They knew what he was going to be. He's homeless. He left child. He left home as a small child. Uh, now he's responsible for taking care of a baby because he might have killed somebody and taken their car with a little kid in it. It's a very good story. I think you'll enjoy it. I love Philip Morris. This came out in 2009. Uh, this is a very good story. It's about a dude from a small town, Russell. He gets bored with his band life, lifestyle. He turns to fraud. He ends up in jail. And while in jail, he falls in love with this guy, Philip Morris. He does everything that he can, no matter the circumstances, no matter what he has to do to get with Philip Morris. Um, I wish that I could think of the actor right now, but just look up. I love Philip Morris. You will know this actor. He's world famous. And then we have Ken Park. Ken Park is about several teenagers and their tormented lifestyle. One lives a normal lifestyle. The other one is psychotic lifestyle. Another one is harassed by their father. Another one is uh, got a pregnant mother, a devoted religious crazy father. And this is their story and what goes on with them. Another movie about kids is called Kids. This is about a group of teenage kids in New York City uh, who engage in substance abuse, sexual activity, and all during the course of one day in their lives, and you see what happens to them. Then this Kid Adulthood. Kid Adulthood. This came out in 2006. This is about 15-year-olds, some troubled 15-year-olds in West London. Uh, Noel Clark wrote, direct, produced. This was basically the start of his career. Uh, this is a very good movie. I would say take your time and make sure you get a chance to watch it. It's a mad, 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 mad world. This came out in 1963. This is about a group of strangers traveling across California, they run into a car crash, and some old man tells them about $350,000 that he buried somewhere in California, and it's like a scavenger hunt. He only gives them a clue, and it, one way or another, 20, 30 people get involved in hunting for this $350,000, which in 1963 adds up to $2.99 million today. So we're talking almost $3 million that he promised has been buried somewhere in California. And if they could find it, it's theirs. 1981, the movie Heavy Metal came out. This was the embodiment of ultimate evil. It's a glowing orb that terrifies a young girl with bizarre stories of dark fantasy, eroticism, and horror. The name of the movie, once again, is Heavy Metal. It came out in 1981. You should see it. 
Now, in 1952, The Quiet Man with John Wayne came out. This is about an American man who returns to the village of his birth in Ireland where he finds love and conflict. This is a funny story. This is a great story. Uh, I know that all Irish people probably watch it every around every St. Paddy's Day. And, you know, that's that. It's very famous to them. Mad Money, which came out in 2008, is about three female employees of a Federal Reserve and how they plot to steal the money that's about to be destroyed. They figure this money is going to be burnt. Why can't we use it for our good? So that's basically the story. Let the right one in. Not the American version. Don't touch the American version. Go with the Stockholm version, the Norwegian version that came out in 2008. It's set in 1982, and it's about this 12-year-old girl, Asuka. She's a lonely, bully girl at school, but she runs into a neighbor, Eli, who lives next door, who happens to have a special talent. So the only way for you to really get that is check the movie out. I can't. If it has a twist, I really can't give you the twist because it wouldn't be fair to you. You'd be only pissed at me. Watch the movie. Let the right one in. 2008, subtitled from Sweden. Do not touch the American version. Mersan, part one and part two, both great movies. Mersan was the foremost criminal publicly public enemy number one in France. He was found guilty of 39 crimes. The film begins with his escape in 1978. You go through the journey of his escapes and the things that he does while he's on the run as the public enemy number one in France. Mike Tyson, Undisputed Truth, which was a spoken word on stage production of Mike Tyson basically giving you his autobiography. Great movie. I believe Spike Lee uh, did the uh, filming of this. This might have came out like two, three years ago. It was very worthwhile. Mr. Brooks, which came out in 2007. It's a thriller about a man who's sometimes controlled by his murder and mayhem-loving alter ego. So Mr. Brooks is dual personality. He's a normal Nice dude during the day, but a psychopath serial killer during the night. Pink Flamingos with Divine. It's about a criminal underground figure who comes up against this couple, Connie and uh, Raymond Marble, a sleazy married couple. And it's all about who is the filthiest person alive. Now, there are some disgusting things that go on in Pink Flamingos. Uh, Waters just does it like that. This is an off-the-beaten-track film. Do not expect anything normal about this film. Uh, Divine, if you've never seen her, is a 300-pound transvestite, but bald. I mean, it. you have to see this to believe this, but I would say see it. Pink Floyd, The Wall, which came out in 1982. It's about a troubled rock star's descent into the madness, into madness, because he is physically and socially isolated from everyone. It's basically him in a hotel room with some narcotics and a TV 
And as he drifts off into Wonderland, and I'm not meaning Wonderland in a good place, I mean in a bad place. This is one of my favorite movies. I might have seen The Wall, uh, I would think, two to 300 times. I can quote every song. There's very little spoken word in this movie. I mean, I would say in the whole movie, you have less than maybe 50 spoken words. In Private Parts, which is the autobiographic film of Howard Stearns, Pudney Swoops. Pudney Swoops is about the only black man on the executive board of an advertising firm, and he accidentally gets put in charge after the death of the chairman, and insanity ensues. This is a bizarre film. Robert Downey Sr., I believe directed, wrote this film. It's from the maybe late 60s, early 70s. It's black and white and color. It's it's crazy, but I think you will enjoy it. It's worth giving a watch. Raised in Arizona, a childless couple. The husband is an ex-con. The wife's an ex-cop, but they can't have kids. So they decide that they want to kidnap one of a family's quadruplets, and then all the stuff that complicates their life when they do kidnap this child. This is actually a comedy, so don't think it's some kind of horror or something like that with the, something bad happening to the baby. That's not the story here. Rent is a rock opera telling the story of one year in the life of a group of struggling Bohemians in 1980s East Village. It, you know, the center, it centers around roommates Mark and Rogers and everything that goes on with them, AIDS virus, uh, transsexuality, death, drug addiction. Uh, very good movie. I'm not a big fan of uh, musicals, but this one slipped through the cracks and I actually love Rent. Requiem for a Dream. Get the director's cut if you can. This is about four people whose lives are shattered when their drug addiction spin completely out of control. One, The mother is obsessed with going on a game show. The son and his friend are obsessed with drugs. Their girlfriend is obsessed with drugs. I mean, this is a sad story about people falling off the planet while they're still alive and on the planet. Rise. 2005 is a documentary that highlighted two street dance styles. One is called clowning. The other one is called crumping. Uh, coming out of L.A., a uh, very good movie. The dancing is superb. They're still using these dance steps today. You will see them in videos. You see them in commercials. And uh, I was so glad that I watched this to be introduced to what was going on out there. I love to see what other cultures are doing. Robin in the Seven Hoods, which is a light beat comedy. Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, among others. It's set in the Prohibition era Chicago, and it deals with Robbo. Robbo is uh, Frank Sinatra and his crew. And I forgot Sammy Davis Jr. is in this too. I cannot forget him. His crew versus Big Jim's crew, and the stuff that they go through to make everything what it is. Then there's a movie called Rockers. 
Rock is about this guy named Horsemouth. He's a drummer living in the ghetto of Kingston, Jamaica, and he wants to sell records. But then his prize motorcycle is stolen and his plans fall through. So now he has to adapt. And you go on the story and the trip with him as he's adapting to making his dreams come true. Shadows, which came out in 2002, is a urban drama about two friends who were raised in Kingston, Jamaica. Short Eyes is about a young man who is charged with child molestation and he's placed in the tombs in New York City. If anybody's from New York, you know the tombs is a jail in Manhattan. Now, the deal is the other inmates in his cell block are trying very hard to find out what he's in there for. Now, when they find out, being a short eyes is going to make life very difficult for him. Take the money and run. Woody Allen. This is the story of Virgil Stockwell. His only intent in life is to be public enemy number one. He wants to be a famous, notorious bank robber, but the dude is completely inept at everything he does. But the movie is hilarious. To me, it's the best movie Woody Allen has ever done. I'm not a big fan of Woody Allen, the human being, but this movie, I still watch to today. The Apostle. This is about a preacher from Texas. He changes his name. He moves to Louisiana and he starts preaching on the radio and he becomes the apostle. And I mean, you just watch his whole life spin out of control with this whole deal. It's it's very crazy movie. Uh, Bob, Robert DeVal plays the apostle. The Basketball Diary. This is Leo DiCaprio. Came out in 1995. It's about a high school basketball player's life going upside down as him and his friends free fall into the world of heroin. So drug addiction. Drug addiction, unfortunately, makes great movies. It makes for great acting. It makes for great storylines. If you think about it, a lot of the movies and TV shows we watch, like The Wire, Power, Things of that nature, they revolve around drugs, unfortunately, but it's true. It's what makes for good high drama if it's not soap opera-ish. The bad lieutenant, the one with Harvey Keitel. Forget the Nicolas Cage ones. This is the bad lieutenant, Harvey Keitel, where he does everything a cop should never be doing is, I mean, giving drug dealers bags of drugs, smoking crack, uh, kidnapping people, sleeping with people, exchanging sex for drugs. It's quite the movie. If you've never seen The the Bad Lieutenant, you should watch it. The harder they come, Ivanhoe Martin arrives in Kingston, Jamaica, and he's looking for work. He struggles to find it, but his whole idea is to get a recording contract as a reggae singer this is jimmy cliff this is a very good movie uh you even know the song harder they come i'm sure you do over the course of your life you probably have heard it if you haven't heard it go to youtube and check it out you'll like it the thing this is a john carpenter film this is about members of american scientific research outpost in antarctica and they find themselves battling a parasitic alien organism Great movie. 
high energy, high action. Also, some good comedy. You recognize most of the faces in it. You sit back and enjoy it. You could thank me later. The spook who sat by the door. A black man pretends to be an Uncle Tom to gain access to CIA training. Then he uses that knowledge against the government to start a new American revolution. This is a movie from the 70s. It was also a book. Uh, so this should be interesting. The World of Susie Wong. Every once in a while, I like a lighthearted movie. And The World of Susie Wong is a good one. She was a Hong Kong sex worker. She tries modeling. She falls for the artist who painted her. He's an older gentleman. It's a good story. The Boondock Saints. I don't care if it's part one or part two. Daryl from The Walking Dead plays one of the Boondock Saints. These are two brothers, Irish Catholic twin brothers, Connor and Murphy. They are tired of their neighborhood being overran with crime. So they want to use vigilante justice to clean up the area. They Live, starring Roddy Piper. He stars as this guy, Nada. He's a wanderer. He's just walking around with no meaning in life. Then he finds these sunglasses, and the sunglasses show him, I guess, behind the matrix. The evil of people, people who are walking amongst us, who are monsters, uh, buildings that are standing that really aren't standing. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. it, it it's a good story. To Wu, to Wang Fu, thanks for everything. Julie Newmar, 1995. Three drag queens uh, from New York head to uh, Hollywood to get themselves in a beauty contest. Their car breaks down on along the way. You know that's uh, common. They run into homophobic rednecks. Uh, it's uh, starring uh, people that you know. Uh, it's a very good movie. I think you enjoy it. It's funny. It's upbeat. It's heartlifting. You know all the good stuff. True Romance, which came out in 1993, definitely in my top three movies of all time. It's about Clarence. He marries this hooker named Alabama. They steal drugs from her pimp and try to sell it in Hollywood. And naturally, the owners of the Coke try to get it back. And a lot of nonsense ensues. I don't know if Quentin Tarantino wrote this, but this is like right in Quentin Tarantino's wheelhouse. And it feels like one of those movies. The Unfit Psychology of Donald Trump, which came out in 2020. This is a documentary by psychologists who look at the mental state of mind of Donald Trump as he was running for president, as he was president, and they come up to the conclusion that he's unfit to have ever held the office. You make your own determinations from the information and data that they present, but I think it's well worth your while. What happened, Miss Simone? This is a documentary on Nina Simone, Mama Simone, one of the greatest of the greatest icons of the icons. If you like music, you will love a story about somebody like Miss Simone. You didn't know what she was going through, but there was a lot going on behind closed doors. And I think it's a story that should be told, and it was told in a good way. I think you will enjoy it. Sling Blade, which came out in 1996. 
Carl Childers is a mentally disturbed man. He spent 12 years in a mental hospital for killing his mother and her lover. Now he has been deemed fit to be released into the outside world. And we deal with what Mr. Childers gets involved in. Baby Mother, a very good story from the UK. It's about these three friends who are determined to start a girl raggae group and the things that they go up against because she is a mother. She's a mother. She's a uh, boyfriend is a very successful raggae artist over there. They live in the projects. She has a sister who's responsible, who finds her and her friends to be irresponsible. And you just go through the struggles as they go trying to climb up this ladder. 13th, which came out in 2016, is an in-depth look at the prison system in the United States, and it gives you a historical recount of the inadequacies of the prison system in the United States from the day that it was built to today. Angels in America, my all-time favorite documentary. This is set in 1995. It's a mini-series of six episodes. It, it deals with the Reagan era, Roy Cohn. It deals with family dynamics. It deals with on being on the down low. It deals with uh, a lot of things. It deals with health, care, being ignored, death, anything to do what was going on with these people during the onset of the AIDS epidemic. And it's called Angels in America. At one time, it had won the most Emmys in the history of the Emmys. And like I said, this is from, this was an HBO documentary. I think you would like it. Where is my Roy Cohn? Roy Cohn's, this is another story of Roy Cohn where we basically go through Roy Cohn's life from Joseph McCarthy to his final project, Donald Trump. So this is a very good story on the master manipulator and how he helped to actually shape a nightmare for the United States of America that's still ongoing every time this Donald Trump opens his mouth. Uncut Gems. Adam Sandler came out in 2019. He's a New York City jeweler, but he's also shysty. He's always looking for a big score, and he's looking for something that set him up for the rest of his life and how he gets involved with this gambling. And uh, and he also has something to do with Kevin Garnett's uh, Boston Celtic ring. It's a good movie. Adam Sandler did very well. Bully, Coward, Victim. I believe we went through that already. What's my name? Muhammad Ali. This is Muhammad Ali in two-part. Two-part documentary where he basically, a lot of this is his own voice. This is him speaking. You see sometimes the vicious nature of a person who's in the industry that he's in. A lot of times people don't take, they take for granted that when you fight for a living, 
fighting is a vicious sport. It's a blood sport. It's life and death. And when you feel disrespected and you're skilled as he is, he can make you pay. He can make you suffer. And for the first time, we got to go behind the veil and actually see Ali sometimes as a mean person. Where he made guys in the ring literally suffer longer than they had to because he had a vendetta. And it was never spoken about. Okay, thank you for smoking. This is about a charismatic spin doctor for big tobacco who wants to protect America's right to uh, smoke. But he also is trying to be a role model for his 12-year-old son. And he's going up to a versus the senator who's hell-bent on making cigarettes illegal. So there's a battle between the two. Less Than Zero came out in 1987. It's about a college freshman who returns to L.A. for Christmas to find that his best friend, which I believe is Robert Downey Jr., is out of control on drugs. Jekyll and Hyde back together. Dr. Jekyll inhales this white powder and becomes this obnoxious Mr. Hyde. It's a comedy. It's crazy. It's it makes no sense, but I think it's something that if you've never seen, you can't help but you enjoy it. Caligula, 1979. This is the perversion behind the emperor's imperial Rome of Caligula. You have to see the uncut version. Uh, will there be porn in it? Yes. Will there be full frontal nudity in it? Yes. Will there be penetration in it? Yes. Uh, this is not for kids. This is not for young people. This is, this is maybe the only porn done in history that really has a true storyline. Okay, Five on the Black Hand Side, which came out in 1973. It's about a head of a middle-class African-American family who's starting to rethink his values because his wife and his three kids are rebelling against his retro-progressive behavior. He wants to keep things as they always was, as the black man always was, and his family is moving on to this pro-blackness, you know, and it's a different day coming. This is 1973, so you know, Afros and Dashikis and Black Panthers and things of this nature, and he wants to take it back to another day, and they bang heads over this. Five on the black hand side, 1973. Eraserhead, a very overhyped movie. It came out in 77. It's about this Henry Spencer. He's got this angry girlfriend, uh, unbearable mutant newborn child. I said that right. An unbearable mutant newborn child who I believe he has living in his dresser drawer. Uh, it's crazy. It's a cult favorite. A lot of people love it. Give it a chance and maybe you'll like it. A Clockwork Orange. This is a futuristic film about Britain, about these ultra-violent offenders. One in particular is Alexander DeLarge and his pals. They go around raping, robbing, beating. And then you get to see when they do diversionary tactics on Alexander what's going on 
Bright Light's Big City is a delusional young writer. He arrives in New York, but as soon as he gets to New York, because he's depressed about his mother dying, some baby that's constantly in the newspaper, and his wife leaving him, who happens to be a model, he starts blacking out, freaking out, drinking, and doing drugs. And uh, this is Michael J. Fox in a role like you probably never seen him before. Uh, maybe you've seen the movie, but I highly recommend that you like Bright, Bright Lights, Big City. I mean, I've seen this firsthand uh, as a life. Not my life, but I've seen it on others who got fooled into the city and actually got eaten up by the nightlife here. Spun. This is a story about a college dropout who's addicted to crystal meth. And over three days, everything that happens to him, the cook, uh, and their friends in this lifestyle. Because obviously, uh, methamphetamine is one of those drugs where you could take it and have you up for days at a time. And this is what goes down on one of those spin, or they call this being spun. And he happens to be spun through this whole movie. It's very interesting, to say the least. Brittany Murphy's in it, uh, among other people. Make, uh, Mickey Rock's in it. I believe he plays the cook. I would say watch this if you get a chance. Falling down, Michael Douglas. It's his birth daughter's birthday. His car for uh breaks down in a cra- traffic jam in Los Angeles. Matter of fact, the Foo Fighters used that scene, and he decides to walk home. And all the things that happened to him on his walk home, from being accosted to being robbed. I mean, it's a whole thing. And all he wants to do is get home to give this gift that's in his briefcase to his daughter. Escape from New York, which came out in 1981, it's about the future. And in the future, Manhattan is a maximum security prison. The whole island of Manhattan is one prison. And boy, you could take it from there. It's a sci-fi action adventure with Kurt Douglas as Snake Plitzkin. He's our hero. Uh, Isaac Hayes is the villain. It's, it's it's a good movie. I mean, it's a typical 1980s movie, but good, fun, and entertaining. Then we have Dance Hall Queen. She's a street vendor, this Marsha. And she's living in Kingston, Jamaica. And she's being haunted by Sugar Daddy. Her brother's life is being threatened by a local thug. And all she wants to do is put together a living just to make it, just to survive. But she has all these other things going on around her, and she's trying to get away from them. We got Ill Manners, which came out in 2012. This is a story about some characters living in Forest Gate, London. And over the course of a few days, we deal with the lives of six stories, six different people's stories in these projects. I guess the manors are projects or castles. I don't know what the council buildings, but we would call them projects here. It deals with the prostitution, urban poverty, drug use. And so I say it's well worth it. Anytime that you look up hood movies from the UK, ill manners is always going to be in the top. 
You got Ichi the Killer. It's a sadio-masochistic Yakuza enforcer. And he's searching for this little boy. And then he comes across Ichi. Ichi is a repressed, a sexually repressed, psychopathic killer. And how the two blend together. Because the sadio a sodio masochist has always wanted to find somebody who can inflict the level of pain that Ichi can because Ichi has a no feelings, none whatsoever. And so him doing you dirt don't mean nothing to him. Crumpus, which came out in 2015, is about a delusional family. They fight over the holidays. One of the kids cusses Christmas and it sets off this demonic force of ancient evil who punishes non-believers. Very interesting. Maniac. Maniac came out in 1980 and also was re-released in 2012. It's about a psychotic, troubled man who was dealing with childhood abuse. He set loose in New York. He kills young women and takes their scalps as trophies. The 2012 was basically a remake of the 1980, and I think they're both outstanding. You can go with either one you want. 1980s is going to give you that grit and that look from that time, if that's what you want to see. And 2012 is going to make it more modern. Assault on Precinct 13, which came out in 1976, is about a precinct, a police station that's under attack by this unstoppable street gang. And there's like only four people inside this precinct and they're trying to hold this precinct down to help can arrive the next day. I prefer the original to the remake with Lawrence Fishburne. So I say go with the 1976 version. Napoleon Dynamite, an alienated teenager who decides to help his friend win the class presidency while living in a bizarre home and he's very bizarre himself and he all he seems to want to do is dance he has a brother who's involved with a big sister uh it's just nonsense but napoleon dynamite is a must-see animal house is set at college in 1962 and this dean Wormer wants to do anything that he can to get the entire delta Chi. chi fraternity kicked off of campus oh brother where are thou it's about three es- escaped convicts in the deep south as they journey across uh incredible situations all over the south including becoming humongous country and western stars once upon a time in the west once upon a time in the west is a story of uh a young lady, three men, and a boy who was tortured and watched his father die. And he was forced to play the harmonica while this man whipped his father to death. And this is a story of comeuppance. The man who shot Liberty Violence. This is about a senator who becomes famous for killing a notorious outlaw. He comes back to town for the funeral of a friend. And he is told the truth about his deeds. No, he actually reveals the truth to people for the first time about what really happened. That's why 
who is the man who shot Liberty Valance? Strapped, 1993. An ex-con attempts to go straight, but he runs into problems. He gets arrested for dealing crack to undercover. Uh, he strikes deals to get weapons. You see, this is, I did a show about this not long ago. The crack dealers ask for a guy who got guns. And so he becomes like an informant to give the police guns in exchange being released from his uh, crack sales. But it gets him into some serious trouble because it's a lot of double crossing. Think about it. He's double crossing himself. The King of Comedy, 1983, Robert De Niro. He plays an aspiring comic called Rupert Pumpkin, whose goal is to get on a late night talk show. And I believe the talk show host is Jerry Lewis. I mean, he's not playing Jerry Lewis. He's playing like a, uh, you know, the Tonight Show type deal. But that's what he aspires to do. He wants to be famous and rich as a comic, but he stinks so, but he calls himself the king of comedy. It's well worth seeing. The Raid Redemption. This is about uh, this building, a six-story building that every gang in the world is located in. And these cops have to fight. And the Lee SWAT team has to fight their way from the first floor all the way up to the, to the roof to save these people. Well worth it. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. If you were in New Yorker like I am at one point in time, maybe you were nothing like me. But at one point in time, I went to school at NYU, so I was in the village. And this was a rite of passage to go to the midnight showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show on 8th Street so that you could see people reenact this movie live in living color. And they would do it from the beginning of the film to the end of the film. But what it is is about a couple. They get a flat tire during the storm. And they end up at this mansion of this crazy transvestite scientist, Dr. Frankenfurter. And that's the deal. The Jerk came out in 1979. Steve Martin is a white man raised by a black family. And for some reason or another, I guess he never looked in the mirror. He thinks that he's black. He finds out that he's not black, so he goes on an insane journey of being an, just an idiot. I mean, henceforth, the name The Jerk. The Inevitable Defeat of Mr. and Pete. This is a coming-of-age story about two inner-city youths. They're left to fend for themselves over the summers when both of their mothers are taken into custody. The Killer, 1989. This is a John Woo film. The Killer accidentally shoots the eyes out of the singer during a shootout, and now he feels obligated to take care of her. This is John Woo and Chow Young Fat, so you know the action is off the chain, it's off the charts. The United States versus Billie Holiday just came out about a year ago. Fantastic. It deals with the pettiness of the United States government going up against Billie Holiday when the only person that she was really harming was herself. She was an addict. It had none to do with the downfall or anything uh, of the world. She wasn't going to influence other people to do anything. Uh, uh, 
young lady who did this movie was outstanding. It's an outstanding movie, and I highly recommend it. Trope of the Elite, or better known in English as the Elite Squad, came out in 1997. It's about the DOP, D-O-P, Special Police Operations Battalion in Rio de Janeiro, and how they have to go into the slums because the Pope is coming, and they need to clean this area out before the Pope arrives. It's a great movie. Uptown Saturday Night came out in 1974. I don't highly recommend uh, anything Bill Cosby, but Bill Cosby's in this, Sidney Poitier's in this, Harry Belafonte's in this. This is If you're looking for a movie that's going to have the creme de la creme of the black actors of this time frame, this is a movie where you can see them all in one place at one time. It's about two blue-collar buddies. They, they're all through the under, underworld because they were in a robbery where they lost or got their winning lottery tickets taken from them in a stick-up at a nightclub. A Soldier Story. This came out in 1994. Denzel Washington's in this. Uh, this is a great movie. It's about a master sergeant who was found dead just outside the local army base in rural Louisiana. But they sent a Captain Davenport, also a black man from Washington, to conduct the interview, uh, inter- investigation. I mean, there's a lot going on because nobody really liked the master sergeant. So there are people who have reasons and you don't know who's what. So it's a very good story. And naturally it's going to deal with a lot of race because nobody wants this uppity black loot captain coming down there telling white uh, subordinates what to do. Subordinates. The last detail is about two petty officers who ordered to take a young sailor to prison, but decide to show him one good last time on the way through New York off to the brig. The Great Santini. The Great Santini is about a Marine Corps pilot father who wants everything 4.0 at all times, spit and shine and polished, and who treats his family as though they're in constant boot camp underneath him. Okay, then you have the officer and the gentleman. Zach Mayo is, uh, he dreams of, not really, he doesn't dream of it, becoming a Navy pilot. And all the shit that he goes through, when he goes through a 13-week officer course, uh, he deals with Drill Sergeant Foley, who was done masterfully. Uh, It's a great movie. You got to see it when you get a chance. Road to Perdition. Mike Sullivan, who happens to be, uh, he works as a hitman for John Rooney. But what happens is his son sees a killing. And now he's worried that his boss is going to want to quiet him and his son. So he has to do everything that he can, even though he loves John Rooney. But he also loves his son first and foremost. Uh, This is a great movie. I 
I, I love this movie, and I think you should see this movie. Catch Me As You Can. This is a true story about a Frank Abinell Jr., who on his 19th birthday conned millions of dollars worth of checks as a pilot, doctor, and legal prosecutor. Uh, the FBI chased him. They chased him. He evaded them. And this is a story back and forth of them trying to catch him, him trying to get away. Uh, uh, Leo DiCaprio plays the young man in this movie. And the last but not least is The Pursuit of Happiness. This is uh, a struggling salesman, takes custody of his son, and the hell that he goes through as he's trying to get this life-changing professional career off the ground. This is Will Smith and his real-life son playing these roles. And uh, uh, it's an outstanding movie. If you get a chance to see it, please watch it. Uh, you will do nothing but uh, warm your heart. I mean, will it be easy? No, it will not be easy. And by the way, that road to additions, like I was saying, that's uh, Tom Hanks. And the guy playing John Rooney is actually Steve McQueen. No, Paul Newman. I'm sorry. It was Paul Newman is playing the lead in that movie. Now, I will be back with regular scheduled Strange Talk with Doc on the 16th, which is uh, actually the 15th, which is Wednesday. I'm going to do a regular show because I got my year wrap-up coming up on the 30th of December. And if you would like to call in, please contact me via email or my website or something. And I would love for you to give some information about what you thought was the highlight, low light, a moment in 2021 that should not be forgotten, somebody lost that should be remembered, anything like that that you think that comes to your head, there's no right, there's no wrong in this situation. I would love to hear from you. I appreciate anybody who takes the time to listen. I thank you very much for your time, your energy, and your effort, and I hope you enjoyed my list. I had some flips here and there. But that's no big deal as far as I'm concerned. I'm not a professional speaker. I do this because it's a labor of love. It's something I enjoy doing. And I say to you, like I always say to you, I appreciate you. I thank you. And peace to you and peace to yours. <laughs>